teamwork makes the dream work. Okay, I want to start by saying I apologize to the group. I've been making them wait for three days straight <laughs> on my lazy ass to get on the microphone. It's actually Sunday. Yeah. We usually record on Friday, but... I kept it's on hitting the Sunday. snooze button on how soon I'd be <laughs> on the mic, so they've been waiting for me this entire yeah. time. Also, um, hate to bring this up now, I think we're two Instagram posts behind. Ooh. Oh, no, Soon yes. to be three. And that's exactly why I asked for what I asked for. Right. Which... A pay raise. Uh, Yes, well, <laughs> we'll never tell. It'll never Holland. happen now because I'm negligent. Yeah, now that now post. that you've proven to be a problem. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm the weak link. Okay, I get it. Uh, let's see. This is. It's funny too, Dan, that you said we recorded this on Sunday because I am going to put this episode out tomorrow. Uh, geez, now I really have to <laughs> since what? I said that. <laughs> oh um, fuck me! Oh, I can make the post. Well, I okay. Let me catch up and then. I just figured myself. it should be out What's that? on Halloween. You know, I just figured it should be out on Halloween. That's you true. Know. So, um, admin question then. Okay. Do I make the post for the previous ones or we cut I don't. Losses? I don't. I think you can just skip nah. right to this one. Yeah. Okay. I think you can just Thank skip you. right to this one. Yeah. I promise it won't happen again. Please. No, it's not a big don't deal. Don't let it reflect in my performance. Anybody, report the thing is, if you're like, if you listen, if you would listen to this podcast, you are stupid if you aren't just subscribed to it and get <laughs> notifications when True. the episode comes out. Just be honest. That is the way that you're supposed to listen to podcasts. I'm not pulling in any listeners with the Instagram post <laughs> yet. There are people no. that already listen that just want to see some pictures and the draft, maybe. And the draft, um, which I will toss this back on you. Yes, it's true. I never sent you any draft. Kind of hard uh, to post without a draft post. That is, picture. hey, you know what, Paul? Interesting. Okay. Touche. Virtual handshake. Mm-hmm. Touch. Well played. Yeah, a gentleman's agreement. <laughs> um, we got we got a witchy episode, and that I really mean that. Everything is about witches. This whole thing. The draft is about witches. All three of the stories are witches. Uh I don't know. I'm ready. Yeah, well, which story do we start with? <laughs> oh, I just meant, yeah, I just meant I'm ready to oh talk about witches, man. <laughs> and um, I think recording. we go, yeah, <laughs> I think we go, um, I think it would make more sense if I went first because mine is the first, like, witch trial craze ever. What year was yours? Uh, in the f- early 1400s. Oh, wow, yeah, definitely. And then, Greg, when is yours? Uh, 1662. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, if you said 1692. So should <laughs> we go chronologically, you think? Yeah. That makes sense to me. Okay. And then Paul, so we'll finish Paul, with Dan. Paul, you're playing student. Yes. Yep. Good deal. All right. Supervisor. Supervisor. Supervisor of the witches. Supervisor! That was supposed to be Holy Diver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Microsoft OneNote, which hey, Microsoft OneNote is a very good program. Oh, it's oh, not yeah. highly underrated. What? what? <laughs> Why do you need to use that? 
This is what I do all of my draft uh, episode notes on and draft and everything. Like okay, my last well, two years of college, I used solely one. Yeah, I used it a lot in college. I used it all four years. I used it in high school. I used it in college. Well, I am not going to try to stand my ground because clearly I'm going to lose this fight. <laughs> yeah. Make I a think poll it's, on it's, the Instagram. It's also okay. free now. So it is. How wrong even, is Dan? Yeah. <laughs> wrong or yeah. super wrong? I'm fine if that's the question. We're all talking about witch trials, and mine is the valet witch trial. In England, they pronounce that valet, and that's stupid. <laughs> Have you heard of valet? No. It is a, 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 I don't remember the actual word, but it's essentially a state, like a, you know, administrative region in Switzerland. Oh, is it V-A-L-A-I-S? Correct. Oh. And it is the home of the Matterhorn. Oh. So you may know it. Uh, usually famous for its scenery and wine, but uh, it has a bit of a spicy past in the 15th century. <laughs> Time to cleanse your palate. Right. Because <laughs> oh <my laughs> Nicely gosh. done. Because between 1428 and 1436, the area was the first of the large systematic campaigns against witchcraft in European history. And it, there's kind of a tricky political situation that precipitated the whole thing. Part of that was they had just gone through a rebellion. There was basically most of Switzerland was trying to overthrow this uh, enormous oligarch family, the, uh, the Rarones. Valais was actually one of the only places that successfully threw them off. And I think it was, you know, it's kind of in the mountains. I don't think they really, like, actually cared about it. So tensions were just high because there were still some loyalists there and people who hated them, you know, so... People were mad at their neighbors. Remember that. And there's also... Who couldn't? It's a common thing, theme. Yeah. yeah. Still it's one of the Ten Commandments. Haunts us today. <laughs> hate your neighbor. Yeah, hate thy neighbor. Um, there's also a little movement going on called the Waldensians. Waldensians, rather. Sorry, I always forget the W in German. Have you heard of Peter Valdo, any of you? Where is Peter Valdo? Yes. Where is Valdo? Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was a guy who preceded Martin Luther in ditching the church by a few centuries. He sold all of his belongings in 1137 and kind of started a movement about, like an ascetic movement. I think, I think I'm saying that right. They're kind of like... That part of Buddhism, like starving yourself, get, getting rid of all of the like earthly pleasures and stuff to, yeah, to, I guess, mm, increase spiritual enlightenment. Hallucinate a little bit more. Sure, whatever it does. Uh, he sold his house and he said, be poor, because that's what you're supposed to do. And they, their kind of whole idea, the Valdensians, because that was a movement that, remember, that was 1137 that he did that, and we're in 1428 now. So this movement's been kind of kicking around, and the church hates it, of course. So part of, the, part of what adds to the tensions is the Inquisition has set up camp nearby. Uh, they've just got a, a spot on Lake Geneva <laughs> where they're doing Inquisition shit all the time. I love to think of and, them just setting up an outpost. Yeah. <laughs> Come to town. Put a sign up. Heretics welcome. <laughs> The Valdensians, their whole kind of thing was that they thought the Catholic Church 
had become way too lavish and was not even really like preaching the gospel anymore. Uh, they thought there should like the preachers shouldn't be wearing like nice ornate clothing and, you know, you shouldn't churches shouldn't look as nice as they do. They thought that relics were no different from any other bones. It should not be regarded as special or holy. Uh, the, they thought pilgrimage served only to spend one's own money, and they really hated the whole no-meat thing during Lent. They thought the flesh might be eaten any day if one's appetite served one. And holy water, no more efficacious than rainwater. And uh, prayer is just as effectual if ordered in a church or a barn. I could see how that, that would jive with people. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people liked it. It was a popular movement, stuck around for hundreds of years. I'm not saying that derisively. But this movement ended up causing some misinterpretations. So the way that this whole school of thought was taught was by people who knew it. They would have people over and be like, because obviously, you know, they're not going to get it from the church. A lot of people started to think that these Valdensians were actually meeting with the devil when they had these meetings. And because the Valdensians didn't agree with the Catholic Church, they were like, stop going to Mass and stop going to confession. And people thought that that meant, like, they were basically trading going to Mass and confession for receiving powers from the devil. Specifically, the power to curse and kill their neighbors. Uh, some people confessed under torture to this witchcraft, but some people, some people also, you know, obviously they weren't, doing anything, but some people confess to, like, ridiculous stuff, like putting salve on their chairs and being able to fly anywhere on their chairs. <laughs> um, it's the first broomstick. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just, um, I just a fly. rocket chair. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, confessed of that? Yes. It's like, like, fuck, I want one. Like, how, how do you get one of those? Oh, dude. Yes. Just some medieval trolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's surprising Pretty, like what people confess to in these sort of witch that's what trials. i'm saying like i'm pretty sure this happens again in, in history that people would just admit to these things oh yeah and more oh yeah foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> so all these tensions are high the real reason that this is a very prolific witch trial because the tensions are there and then it just started one day. Just uh, three people came forward. And you're not going to believe this. The law at the time was that if three people accused you of witchcraft, it was instant execution. God. Oh, my Lord. That was the law. Okay. so it is way worse as, than mine. <laughs> so once it started, once the first guy got killed, this was on August 7th, 1428, um, it really just became clear that if you didn't like somebody, you could do this, you know? I'm sure that was part of it. Uh, the persecutions spread over the entire Valais district, and within one and a half years, between one to 200 people were executed. Oh, my God. Some were decapitated. However, most burnt to death. But this is a very interesting method of execution they had. The condemned were tied to a ladder, and they would tie a bag of gunpowder around their neck 
and then the ladder was tipped down into the fire so the gunpowder would explode and blow up your head. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a waste How of resources. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, that's awful, but also it's kind of, it's kind of badass. It is kind of badass. What's interesting about this yeah. is most of the people accused and killed were actually men, and most of them were peasants. Only a third were women. And uh, only some of them were educated, but that doesn't really surprise me. I feel like most people were peasants back then, right? Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Everybody except for like one guy in this whole district were was yeah, was and they peasant. just overthrew his well, ass. Yeah, same thing like, with like educated. Yeah, like you know, I am curious about the difference between a warlock and a wizard. Based on the okay, th- let's let's get into that. Or because a warlock is a man who practices witchcraft, a sorcerer of sorts, according to Oxford's mm-hmm. dictionary. Oh, and uh, Oxford was around then; they know what they're talking about. Yeah, that is true. true. Isn't that fucking weird? So, what is this? Is wizard? Is that like is this, is <laughs> warlock and wizard like cook and chef? Wizard is like a earned title, probably. <laughs> it's, uh, that's what I'm going to go with until somebody instead tells me of, otherwise. Instead of yes, chef. Like, yes, wizard. Alchemical lab. Yes, wizard. <laughs> Hot behind. Uh, okay. The iron wizard. Uh, that's Now, un- unfortunately, like, there, that's it. Because it was a long time ago. Yeah. There's only really, like, records of it happening and not... First hand sources. You're right. No one alive now was there then. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fuck yes. Some some hard math, but we got it done. It was basically like one guy said. Primary primary sources is what I was thinking. (laughs) Okay. Yes. We interviewed a guy from 1400. Yeah. Uh, the, the closest they, it probably was was, like, one guy who they sent from Rome. And they were like, hey, can you go figure this out? Can you go ask around, figure out what's going on over there? We heard, like, 200 people died. <laughs> yeah. Takes, like, 200 heads exploded. Yeah. Take, takes his Where's all your gunpowder? And where are all the ladders virus. going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, think about that for a minute. Like, that, how much money did they spend on ladders? <laughs> Got to invest in ladders. Or did, they, or did they just, like, build one set of iron like an iron ladder that could survive an explosion i bet they just made a really long ladder and then (laughs) the top part would get blown off and then they just go until it was too short like the nub of a pencil okay yeah yep well (laughs) sir we have an abnormal number of ladder (laughs) orders from this region (laughs) we gotta fill the order Let's go on an, an environmentalist mission to go back uh, to the 1400s to deliver one aluminum ladder so that they can yeah, not yeah. waste all that wood. Sh- shut up and talk and, about witches, yeah. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, witch. Uh, <laughs> that had to happen. Yeah, at some point. I, I had that I had, you know, in the back of my head the entire time. So, All right, well. Thank you, Kane. Yes, thank you, Kane, for that. Thank you. Thank you, Kane. <laughs> thank all the people that died to make that story possible. Because remember, folks, these are real stories. All right, well, moving on to um, some more North American witch stories. Uh, my, uh, my segment here takes us to 
Hartford, Connecticut in March of 1662. I didn't even... That's the capital. It is the capital. I've been there. Of Connecticut, yeah. I don't believe I have been there, but I understand it's, that it exists. It's not worth so, visiting. There's I, a Hartford, Wisconsin. I guarantee it's <laughs> nothing like it. <laughs> I have... Been, I, have uh, I believe that. I've been to Hartford, Wisconsin. Yes. I have cousins that live there. Just like you have cousins in Oconomowoc. Uh, no. Uh, I have an aunt. 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 Oh. Yeah, because you're French. Aunt. Je suis enchanté. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> Back to Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so, uh... What I'm talking about today is the Hartford Witch Trials of 1662. So I, like, I mean, I, I know in my head that, like, you know, we obviously had people in the colonies back then, but, like, I was like, I didn't even know that Hartford existed back then, but it turns out Hartford was founded in 1637. So as a preface to this, uh, Hart, this is actually not the, not the first round of witch executions in Hartford, even. Uh, Fifteen years before the beginning of our story, um, the... First witch execution in the American colonies occurred in 1647, specifically May 26, 1647. Uh, Alice Young of Windsor, Connecticut, was sent to the gallows, uh, where uh, where she was to be hung. And the location that the gallows were built is now where Hartford's, or it was the it, it was in the Hartford Meeting House Square, which is now the site of Connecticut's old state house. They've since moved state houses, but if you were to visit Hartford today, that is where you would find the hanging site, where tradition is kept. Golgotha. So, um, <laughs> uh, in the uh, in the initial like governmental regulations and crimes that were outlined by the government of Connecticut when they were, this is obviously before it was even Connecticut, it was just the Connecticut colony or whatever at the time. Uh, witchcraft is one of the original 12 capital crimes outlined in their laws. Uh, <laughs> le- in the legal precedent were Bible passages. Nice. Uh, Fantastic. Specific- See, that is the kind of America we need to return to. <laughs> <laughs> the integration of church and state. <laughs> Viva la, yeah, no. Viva la regression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the two Bible passages that are, are relevant here are Exodus twenty two eighteen, which is thou shalt not suffer a witch to live and, Le- and Leviticus twenty twenty seven, which is a man also or a woman that hath familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. <laughs> Surely that's not the word they used oh in the King God. James, right? Probably. <laughs> Wizard? I can't, I can't imagine, but uh, apparently... I bet they, I bet they, you know what, don't they say sorcerer in the Bible a lot? Perhaps. I think they do. Sorcerers and idolaters. Yes, in fact, I believe Revelations 21.7. It's that Bible camp you went to, huh? Hold, hold on. Hold on. It's all coming back to you. All right. Revelations... Could, Greg, I'm sorry. That's, this is important. Unlike <laughs> my Greg, story. please. Greg, it's, please. This is important research. I'll wait. It's funny because you know Greg Revelation twenty one six, of course. No, right? Fallout three. Oh, the one at the beginning. Thou shalt not drop nuclear weapons. Oh, it's actually Revelation twenty one eight. Ah, Jesus. So, says twenty one twenty one six. 
Read twenty one six if you got it. Uh, I am Bible I am, podcast or something. Or? I am yes. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that that is a thirst oh. of the fountain of the water of life freely. That's really Pre- in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just um, fallout. It's like it's like the establishment no. clause. Right. So that's a pretty upbeat upbeat <laughs> passage, right? Yeah. Twenty one eight. Probably not. Sentence so later. Two Fuck sentences that. later. Fuck you. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, as we were talking about, uh, we're talking about hanging some witches. Um, we were discussing uh, how a an Alice Young of Windsor, Connecticut, was hung at the gallows in Windsor, Connecticut. That was the very first witch hanging in the United States. Windsor, Wall. Connecticut. That's where she was from, but it was in Hartford, where uh, where the hanging or where the hanging was in Hartford, not in Windsor. Um, so, uh, five more people would be hung for witchcraft in. Uh, the colonies between, well, I, I believe this is specifically in Connecticut that uh, that statistic was for. Uh, five more will be hung for witchcraft between 1647 and 1662. But in 1662, we saw the very first witch hysteria in the United States where people were going around accusing each other like crazy. So, um, as we had mentioned at the top of the story, uh, the, this witch hysteria started in uh, late March of 1662. Uh, it was spurred upon by the death of a young Elizabeth Kelly, eight years old, daughter of John and Bethia. Uh, she had been healthy when she, uh, from what I was reading, she went on some sort of trip with her neighbor. Um, I don't understand where they went, but I don't think it's really relevant to the story. Her neighbor was uh, Goody Ayers, A-Y-R-E-S, last name, kind of <laughs> interesting name. I believe Goody is just like her name, and but as far as I've read, is is Good Wife Ayers, but isn't I, I don't even know if that's a first name or that's if that's like a title. That's definitely a 1600s name. Oh dude. yeah, Good Wife Ayers, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, good luck, Jonathan. It's all the same. <laughs> that's very sexy. Yeah. Um, so her parents, of course, uh, were very distraught as their eight-year-old daughter had just died after this trip. Uh, she had seemed to be in good health when she had returned, uh, but like a day, she fell ill the day after she returns. And uh, most notably, here, the evening that she fell ill, she exclaimed to her father the following: "Father, father, help me, help me! Good wife Ayers is upon me. She chokes me. She kneels on my belly. She will break my bowels. She pinches me. She will make me black and blue." And then uh, died very soon after. So, uh, as you might imagine, her parents were rather distraught. And uh, almost immediately, accusations of bewitchment uh, flew around afterwards. Uh, People pointing fingers at all sorts of people around town. Um, So, hysteria gripped Hartford. Um, Again, the location of that, uh, you know, the previous hanging 15 years prior. Um... And uh, there uh, eventually were 
seven trials and four executions related to this uh, the death of this um, this Elizabeth Kelly. Um, one of these is Anne Cole, who uh, became afflicted shortly after uh, Elizabeth Kelly's death. Uh, she began shaking violently and shouting blasphemy. She was, quote-unquote, taken with strange fits, wherein she, or rather the devil, as tis judged, making use of her lips, held a discourse for a considerable time. So she basically just started shouting curse words. That's what I'm getting. Uh, Big monologue. Absolutely. End scene. My kind of lady. <laughs> so she, you're going you're gonna to like this next, uh, next bit here. So she blamed her fate on her neighbor, Rebecca Greensmith, and uh, Greensmith was described as a quote-unquote lewd, ignorant, considerably aged woman. <laughs> and uh, others, others had already suspected her of uh, witchcraft in uh, the death of Elizabeth Kelly. So uh, when Ann Cole became afflicted, they immediately thought of her as well. What's up with neighbors? Why seems, is it at neighbors? It seems to be a common theme. People just don't. Don't like their neighbors. Things that I'm sure grow on people. I don't know, but yeah. So uh, the accused people accused even more people, including their own spouses, occasionally. Uh, Goody Ayers, his husband, joined in on those accusing Greensmith, and and eventually uh, Greensmith did what I can only describe as screwed herself over. Um, she admitted to having quote unquote familiarity with the devil. And said, uh, "quote unquote," at Christmas they would have a merry meeting to form a covenant. Um, Greensmith also implicated her husband, uh, and also said that she met in the woods with seven other witches, including Goody Ayers, as well as Mary Sanford and Elizabeth Seeger. Uh, neighbors testified that they had seen Seeger dancing with women in the woods and cooking mysterious concoctions in black kettles, which, like, you know, I wonder, I wonder what things we think of as witches today, like, like, you know, stereotypical witch stuff like cauldrons and, you know, dancing in the woods. I wonder where like the inspiration for that kind of stuff necessarily comes from. Cause I mean, obviously, yeah, this is like one of the earliest witch hysterias. I wonder, I wonder if that cauldron thing really came out of this or if that was an older concept, mm. but I am not so sure. No, I'm going to guess, I'm going to speculate that it's all based on like the, kind of paganism that was in like Ireland and the England like the druids and stuff I bet it's kind of based on that because they were very woodsy and you know that makes sense to me so uh, anyway two of the uh, two of the suspects uh, it's unknown exactly who but likely the greensmiths were subjected to the swimming test which is where oh yes classic (laughs) the famously treacherous swim test yes uh where their hands didn't pass their (laughs) their hands and feet were bound and they were cast into the water to test the theory that witches are unable to sink so after they were tried the greensmiths so i imagine they didn't die necessarily i just i don't get how nobody like (laughs) said anything about that what they're like this doesn't (laughs) really track and if (laughs) They're innocent. We just killed them. I think they just kind of didn't care. Was, Probably. You know? But. Uh, oh, right. I forgot. Empathy didn't exist until the 30s. <laughs> it, was, uh, uh, yeah. it was a guilty before proven innocent kind of yeah. situation. Yeah. So um, after they were tried, the Greensmiths were indicted for, uh, again, quote, unquote, 
for not having the fear of God before thine eyes, thou hast entertained familiarity with it with Satan, the grand enemy of God and mankind, and by his help hast acted things in a pre- <laughs> preternatural way. Um, the, so the the court's verdict was, according to the law of God and the established law of this commonwealth, thou deserves to die. Not thou shalt die, but thou deserves to die. Uh, so yeah, as as mentioned, Rebecca Greensmith um, confessed in open court. Uh, her husband protested his innocence. Uh, both ended up meeting the same fate, which is noose. Classic. So they, they were they were hung. Uh, Sanford was also sent to the gallows, um, and then after after their executions, uh, Cole, whatever her name was, and blanket on that one. Um, Anyway, uh, Cole was uh, "quote unquote" restored to health, so apparently got uh, unwitched somehow. Um, <laughs> Dewitched. <laughs> uh, so and then Ayers, Goody Ayers, fled Hartford, um, and Seeger was finally conv- convicted of witchcraft in 1665. But the governor of Connecticut reversed the verdict uh, the following year. Uh, and then Mary Barnes of Farmington, Connecticut, was also swept up in this whole witch hunt and was executed along with the Greensmiths. So uh, those four executions of those suspected witches in Hartford were the last that ever uh, happened in Connecticut. A, another hysteria broke out in Fairfield, Connecticut in 1692, but none of them were killed for their treachery. Um, the final witch trial in Connecticut was in 1697, a full 50 years after um, Alice Young's execution, that first, that very, very first one. Uh, and then during that period, in total, there were 46 people prosecuted for witchcraftery, and at least 11 people were executed for it. Oh. So, so actually, some of the descendants of those colonists that were executed actually are seeking posthumous pardons and apologies from the government of Connecticut, um, which <laughs> apparently... Luck. Yeah, I mean, not. I find it incredibly unlikely that that will happen, but yeah, good luck. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the history of the Connecticut Hartford, Connecticut witch trials, and uh, yeah, eleven people killed. Solid. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Thank you, uh, Dan. Before you start, I meant to tell you guys this before the episode, but I might as well just do it on air. This is a pretty ridiculous story, unrelated entirely to witches. Um, Perfect time. Did you guys? Did you guys see this this news story from the other day about New York City sidewalk? No. So this dude was standing on the sidewalk waiting for a bus, mm-hmm. and the sidewalk just like oh, did it collapsed. Yeah, I, heard, I did hear about this. There was a he just fell into a sinkhole oh. full of rats. Oh. Yep. And um, so get this. That's my biggest fear. Oh. <laughs> dropped it but fell about 10 feet into a hole broke his arm full of rats family members told both stations the victim was scared to speak or scream for help while stuck in the hole because he was afraid the rats would get into his mouth uh, now I don't fear. claim yeah. yeah I don't claim to know this guy but he the, uh, he sounds like a real just like kind of dumb Long Island guy because <laughs> here's, here's a quote this is an interview with his mom and this is her direct quote. He was like, Ma, the rats down here were ridiculous. He was like, they were like so big. And that's the, enti- that's the whole quote. 
Ma, the rats, they were so big. Ma. Can you imagine being a journalist? And that's the best quote that you get Uh, from a whole interview. And I'm sorry, he said they were like so big. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. That'll be it. Yeah. No, that's it. Thank you. (laughs) That'll be all. Oh, that's beautiful. So uh, what do you guys know about the Salem witch trials? Never heard of it. That's not true. Not true at all. There's certainly never been movies or television made about it. Yeah. I think all that I know is, like, the Crucible stuff. You know, just kind of John Proctor and fucking... What are some other names? Uh, You ever played Town of Salem? (laughs) Uh, Who is the... There was, like, a maid, like a slave maid or something like that that was involved, too, right? Are you talking about the one that, like, Tituba or something? Tituba? Yeah. Tituba? Tituba. There we go. Sure. Yeah. Um, Thomas Sewell. uh, Abigail something. Yeah. Um, Rebecca Nurse or something. Yeah, that's a name. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) I I mean, I'll be honest. I don't really get into the names. I don't get into, like, too many specifics. They don't matter. Yeah, they screw them. They died 400 400 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing that I learned, uh, Giles Corey. Mm. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I, I didn't realize that the crucible came out in nine, 1953. Whoa. Yeah. Is uh, that older than you thought it was or newer? Um, uh, I guess newer, but, uh, the, the timing from what I'm led to understand is, is, um, very intentional alongside to be to be like an allegory for like the McCarthy hearings that were happening. Oh. That's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. That is really cool. <clears throat> like I, I I'm a writer and I'm gonna uh talk about this current political moment through the lens of a sixteen ninety story. Sure. So sorry are, are you gonna touch on that? Because I just looked that up and there's an interesting tid that I'm reading. No, that the only fact was that he was actually the so that was written by Arthur Miller, the play, the Crucible was, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he was actually questioned by the House of Representatives Committee on Un-American Activities huh. in nineteen in nineteen fifty six, and uh, was actually convicted of contempt of Congress for refusing to identify others present at the meetings that he attended. Nice. Whoa, that's really interesting. Uh-huh. I did not know that. It's pretty meta. Mm-hmm. So, let's <coughs> jump back from 1953. Oh, oh go ahead. Real quick, yeah. sorry. Arthur Miller was married to Marilyn Monroe for five years. Wow. Six years, mm. actually, just so you know. Before she married JFK, right? Yeah. <laughs> for her and JFK, faked their deaths and fled. <laughs> Uh, All right, so let's jump back in time to the year 1692, Salem, Massachusetts. Um, I have sort of like a bunch of random contextual information about the story before we get into the good stuff. So um, Salem, Massachusetts at the time was actually split up. Uh, There was Salem Town, and then there was Salem Village. But uh, the population between the two is just about 2,000 people. Uh, and basically the difference was just location. So Salem town was like a bustling port town 
on the coast of Massachusetts, whereas like Salem Village was a little bit inland, like five, six miles inland. And it's basically just like where all the farmers lived and had their fields and stuff. But like for for as long as the town had been around, they just sort of like treated it as the same. Um, but a twist happens in the story in the 1670s. Salem Village, or at least like the farmers and the people out there, they decided to form their own ministry, which back then ministry was not just like a religious district. It was also like a political, like they wanted to form their own sort of local government. So they wanted to like separate from Salem town. Um, and, and one thing you need to know is that in these Puritan settlements in these early Puritan settlements, the ministers were basically like both a mayor to the, to their towns and religious leaders. So there was like no separation between church and state. You had basically the same local leader for like the local church and the local township. So some other important context to be aware of is that these early Puritan towns were like ripe for division and unrest, um, especially when it came to choosing their ministers, because it was like the one political decision that you could make as a person in these towns. So think about it, like these guys were pretty much the only legitimate leaders in the towns and there's nothing more exhilarating and also toxic than local politics combined hey. with like very intense religious beliefs so, so it's just like a perfect storm for for like division and hatred forgot to crack my story beer oh no oh good sound though <laughs> yeah, yeah I was like an example of this sort of like divisiveness is that um by 18 or, oh god by 1682 the salem village had already went through two ministers that they hated fired, hated another one, fired. The second one, George Burroughs, who was ousted, eventually became one of the accused and executed, quote-unquote, witches 10 years later during, like, the famous Salem witch trials. Um, they called him a leading agent of the devil. Um, so basically, you have this, like, tiny village of people whose, religious, whose religion teaches them to be, like, constantly on the lookout for the devil, um, and this has, like, a huge influence over local politics as well. So we got sort of a taste of that in Greg's story too. To add some more interesting context to the vibe of Salem Village, the Puritans were this like type of Christian that believed acts alone did not matter. Belief and like your inner thoughts needed to be super pious, right? Super religious at all times. Uh, like if you had bad thoughts, the devil probably had his grimy little claws all over your shoulder already. Um, if you're feeling unmotivated to work your, you know, 12, 14 hour day on the farm, well, it looks like somebody is an agent of Satan. Uh, so they, they connected this like day to day life stuff and these sort of like inner thoughts that you had with really like how religious you were. Um, plus, they believed in predestination. So basically, like, whatever happens to you in life is preordained by God. Um, and they believe that your sort of uh, standing and success in life was indicative of how faithful and pious you were. So basically, like, the rich people were the most religious and faithful to God, and the poor people, well, it's like, 
well, you got that way because you don't believe in God as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in, remember that part because uh, when, when we talk about some of the people, you'll, you'll be like, ah, oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, an example of this is, is something that the village's, Salem Village's third minister sort of brought to the table, this guy named Samuel Paris. He was the third elected minister, and he did not allow people who were just baptized to be full, full-fledged members of the church. So if, if, you, if you were baptized, you were like a half member. In order to become a full member, you had to make a public declaration that you experienced God's free grace, whatever that means. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, very few people in Salem Village liked how orthodox Samuel Paris was uh, because he basically helped those that, like, small minority of people maintain their, like, high social status, right? Like, oh, well, I'm rich, so I'm clearly faithful, and also I'm a full member of the church, so, like, you know, I'm, I'm a big deal. Okay. Okay. Questions before we get to the year 1692? None. None. Nope. You're a better teacher than you think. Woo. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's Don't one that thing that... Don't let that get to your head, though. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm going to let it anyways. Sometimes when, when my students don't ask questions, I get really nervous. I'm like, hello? Are you there? Oh, you know what? Here's what I'll say. Um, there, there, it's, it's fair to say that there is a decent number of people that listen to this podcast that have never in their life seen Dan Gavin's face. <laughs> and I do just want you to know that earlier today, Dan sent uh, a picture to me and Paul and some other people of what he looks like when he's teaching. And I'm going to be honest, got a little horned up. <laughs> Dan is looking pretty good. Dude, oh it's like gosh. the worst angle ever. <laughs> I don't know, man. It made your hair look pretty suave. It might have made my hair look good, but it looked like my neck and my chin and all of the facial hair on it were just like one solid sheet. Nah, dude. You were, you were a little Dan Juan Casanova over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Sorry. Now you can get to 1692. Two. Two. So, the year 16... Columbus sail. Uh, sorry. What? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. So the year 1692 begins amidst this uh, division and turmoil. Just three years prior, the British and French were at war in the colonies. So you have like this war devastated people. Um, even more recent than that, there was a smallpox epidemic uh, which swept the region. So like pretty much everybody in the area either like had somebody who died in the war or like had somebody who died to smallpox, but that was just kind of like life as it goes, you know. In January 1692, nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams. Now, you might recognize that first last name. Oh, God, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Paris was the daughter of Samuel Paris, who was the minister of the village, right? Uh, I recognize that. Okay, name. yeah, good, good. And Abigail was his niece. So these two girls began having fits that they they were like violent, these like violent contortions, uncontrollable outbursts of screams. It was just like, it was like a, it was like a, they were like having strokes basically. 
and a local doctor, William Griggs, diagnosed it as bewitchment. So this is where kind of it all begins. Uh, other girls, other young girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms, including, here just a bunch of names, Anne Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. So you have all these girls who are like 8, 9, 10, 11 years old having these like unidentified just like attacks, right? In late February, arrest warrants were issued for uh, the Paris family's slave, Tachuba. Along with two other women, the homeless beggar named Sarah Good and the poor elderly Sarah Osborne. And these women were picked out and arrested because the girls actually accused them of being the ones that bewitched them. So similar to Greg's story, the whole thing starts with these young girls pointing the finger at these random outcasts and saying, they bewitched me. So the three accused witches were brought before a, a group of ministers, not just Samuel Paris, but some, some other village ministers as well, and they were questioned. Um, usually these types of matters were like straight up handled by the ministers. They didn't need to go to court or anything like that. But um, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne both denied. They said not guilty. But Tatuba confessed. And, and she claimed that there were other witches acting alongside her in service of the devil against the Puritans. Whether she actually said this or not, unknown. So this mass hysteria spread throughout the community and, and even beyond um, like Massachusetts, like this, this hysteria hit pretty much the whole like New England, all these New England colonies. And a number of other people were uh, accused, including Martha Corey, Rebecca Nurse, who were both regarded as like these upstanding members of the church and community. So now you don't just have these outcasts who are being pointed to as uh, witches, but these like high, high class people who are being accused of witchery. And um, even the four year old daughter of Sarah Good was accused of being a witch. Now they've gone too far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the little girl. Come on. They finally crossed the line. So why do you guys think? So, so I want to ask you about Tatuba. One, she confessed. I feel like it's kind of easy to believe that they just like interrogated her until she broke and confessed. Yeah. But why do you think she called out other people and said they're witches too? Uh, stir the pot. I don't know. Um, it's like a, cause they are, she probably didn't like anybody, <laughs> you know, Yeah. was she true. a native American in, like basically indentured servitude. So she was, as what I'm reading, so she's potentially originally from Barbados. Yeah. And was married to uh, an indigenous, indigenous man who I think this is like, this may be bad to laugh at, but her husband's name is literally just 
John Indian. Like it's like <laughs> the most it's just the most generic Definitely John. just John like, Indian. Yeah. John Indian. Oh yes. Whatever Englishman <laughs> wrote that down was just like, ah, what's his name? So gonna start to like close this out here with the the chronology and then i'll give you some numbers um similar to to tuba several of these other women slash witches confessed they were like yep i'm a witch witching around and they named other people so all <laughs> of a sudden it becomes this like ponzi scheme of naming witches and and it unfolds from there um, usually, like I said, uh, a minister is the one to like handle these sort of ordeals. Um, and then if they decide, you know, it needs to go to court, they like put this person in front of a grand jury. It, it was like this whole process, very dissimilar to what Kane described earlier with the three people hate you and you're dead kind of policy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it, this was way too big. It got way too widespread for the locals to handle. So the governor of Massachusetts, William Phipps, ordered the establishment of two courts. One, the court of Oye, which means to hear. And then two, the court of Termine, which means to decide. And those two courts handled all of these witchcraft cases for not just Salem, and the, its counties, Suffolk County, Essex County, and Middlesex County, Massachusetts, who had all... Man, they really just, they just ripped those all from England, dude. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, those names? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They just took... It's it's weird. Like, I don't know why they... I guess I get it, but I feel like they should have just done, like, new names instead of new names, if you get what I mean. Like, instead of New Amsterdam and all that. Yeah. yeah. I wish they just chose all new shit. It's not very creative. Yeah, it's like it's like I I much prefer like when I, New York is the example that I understand the most. The further away from like New York City and Albany you get into more like central and western New York, the more like Native American influence you have over the names, but it's always like a blend of like Native American names and uh, like these Dutch and French names. And I dig that because uh -huh. it's like original to the area. I feel like I heard, I'm sorry, Dan, before you. No, no, I was just, go ahead. <laughs> Do you know, Dan, since you know a little bit more about this history, I feel like I heard something about Governor Stuyvesant. I don't know if, you, I don't know if Governor was the actual title, but you know who I'm talking about. What is his name? Uh, Peter Stuyvesant? Yeah. Did he do something real messed up? Was he like a real bad guy? <laughs> to be honest, do you know I don't know about? either. Uh, I, okay. I only know about the Stuyvesant Plaza, the shopping center near my parents' house. Oh, that's all you know about Stuyvesant? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go, <laughs> carry on with your story then. <laughs> Awkward. Can, hold on, Ken. Are you talking about the... Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Um, Peter Stuyvesant was the Dutch guy that was in charge of New Amsterdam when it started. Oh. And that's what, like, Bed-Stuy is named after, is Bedford-Stuyvesant. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm looking at this right now. And I think it's how a lot of, you know, there's, like, a very large Jewish population. In he fact, the largest Jews. Jewish population. In, he does hate Jews. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm did. getting at. 
died. Do you correct? It, it was a leadership. I, he died in back 16, then. It he died was sixteen seventy two. So, I I think a big, um, like a a literal boatload of ethnic Jews came over from Europe, and he w- wanted to send them away, but the Dutch West India Company was like, no, <laughs> sorry, dude, you gotta you gotta let him stay, and that's why I think there was such a for a long time there's been a huge Jewish population in this country, specifically New York. Wow. Well, I'm glad we Sorry. named a shopping center after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, damn. It's it's like five stores, too. It's perfectly dinky. Um, all right, so last bit here. Um, these two courts uh, were presided over a couple judges who I think you guys mentioned earlier. Uh, Hathorne, Samuel Sewell, Sewell and William Stoughton. Cool. And uh, the court handed down its first conviction on June 2nd, 1962, against Bridget Bishop. And eight days later, she was hanged at what would become known as Gallows Hill in Salem Town, which is where they hung a lot of these people. Sure. Um, so here are some numbers. I should have added these up. Fuck. Um, while I do that, you guys should guess. The year 1692, how many people do you think were accused of witchcraft? 45. It was 90. I'm going to go 62. Like 150. Damn. Yeah. You made me realize, though, did I ever say how many people died in the Valet, or did I just say that first, like, the number was, like, within the first year I thought you said, like, two to three hundred. Because I told you before the episode. Oh. 327 total people died in the Valet one that I was talking about. I should have, God, I should have said that. I was so scatterbrained. (laughs) I was so scatterbrained at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the that's, thing, dude. Uh, that's what I was t- saying earlier, I think, before we started recording, too, is, like, some of my research I was, was leaking into, like, the European witch trials, and, like, they were so much worse. Like, nobody was burned at the stake in North America for being a witch, but, like, everybody was burned, either dead or yeah. alive, in Europe for this, and way, way, way more people were killed for witchcraft. Yeah. Oof. So, um, to give you an idea of the spread of the year 1692, there's a graph that I'll give to Paul to post on the Instagram post, but, um, in like February and March, you have like three or four people accused April. It jumps up to 22 people may it's 39 people in that month. They're accused basically like one and a quarter a day. Uh, then it like drops back down in June and July, and then August and September are twenty three and thirty three people apiece. So it's just like there are these weird spikes throughout the year. But then by November, it's done. Like nobody else is accused through these courts. Um, do you want to guess how many people were executed in the year sixteen ninety two? Eleven. Three. <laughs> do you no. think we would be talking about this no if there no were I'm three just people no 15 let's go 15 nah 30 all right uh i think greg gets it it was 20 oh, i was gonna say 20. so 
Yeah, one in June, five in July, five in August, nine in September. And the highlight of all of them is that, uh, okay, well, not this part, but seven other accused witches died in jail. And the highlight is uh, elderly little Giles Corey was pressed to death by stones. More stones. After he refused to enter a plea at his arraignment. He wasn't even convicted. He just refused to say guilty or not guilty. And they crushed this man with stones. I love that move. What a badass. It's a power move. Absolutely. Yeah, his name goes down in history. But also he's dead. So anyways, that's all I got, you guys. Hey, that's all right, man. That was a good one. I love the witch trials. I love overreactions. <laughs> I do. Oh, wait. You know no, what? One more thing. How? Why do you... Okay, let's go back to the source of this. Those girls. Why do you think, like, a dozen or so 10-ish-year-old girls had these, like, basically strokes, like tantrum strokes that caused this? Because kids are weird, dude. Yeah, part of it could be, like, for some of them, it could have been, like, copycatting. Mm. Yeah. I know there's, like, what's up with this? There's there's things like this, like the dancing plague and all that. Yep. Like, it's just a mass hysteria thing. Like, yeah. people get sucked up in this. TikTok. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. You name it. The, the, damn the best. I, I saw all of those that you guys just mentioned, except for TikTok. Sorry, Paul. Um offered as a reason but one that i had never heard of that i thought was seemed just too obvious so perfect was there was basically the the climate like the weather during the year 1691 was sort of the perfect storm to develop this uh, bacteria in the wheat crop called ergot. And when humans consume ergot, they are struck by like convulsions and hallucinations and like just random muscle spasms. How do you spell that? E-R-G-O-T, I think. So then, so like I said, 1691, the year before, apparently, like, the the weather that year was just perfect for developing that bacteria. And then 1692 was, like, a completely different year in terms of weather, so they didn't see, like, continued symptoms from this in children. I may have read about this, like, today, like, farmer, like, so, or ergot, specifically. Um which is really weird because uh, I was reading about farmer's lung, which is a hypersensitivity pneumonitis induced by the inhalation of biologic dust coming from hay dust or mold spores. So like commonly found in like hay sheds. And this seems to be like, like ergot comes in like wheat, barley, and like that yep. would make sense. So interesting. And that was I that just, was like the crop of the region was this this rye wheat, where yeah. where this bacteria could develop. Interesting. And it and it just seemed like it would affect younger people more than older people. 
Huh. I mean, that could describe it. That could be it. And then I, it just took this one cr- crack, crack, quack doctor to say like, oh, it's bewitchment. Tell us yeah. who bewitched you, little girl. Interestingly, I don't know why, but I'm on the Wikipedia page for Ergot, and there's only two C, two articles linked in the C also. One is the Universal Laboratories building, which is a major producer of Ergot in Minnesota. The other one is Medicinal Mushrooms. Nice. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Cool. So what are we doing for our draft today, boys? Today, we are doing the best fictional wizards and witches. All right, well, I'm sorry that I'm about to steal everybody's first pick. Gandalf. Yeah, that was my first pick. <laughs> that was my first pick, so I expected that to be. Sorry, I didn't everybody. even put it down because I knew someone was going to pick it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not even on my list. Close up shop, everybody. I won. Yep. <laughs> he is. Uh, He's the number one. The best. Yeah. He's the best wizard. Almost a faultless character. Yeah. I mean, just perfect. He kind of smokes too much, but. Sure, but he's like but it fits him. thousands of years old. I don't know if it really matters, right? He obviously isn't going to kick it to cancer, so <laughs> let him do it. Yeah. You know. Who's next? Me. Uh. So that makes a fantastic uh, first pick for me. Tim the Enchanter. What is my first pick? No clue. Now I'm sure you you might not know the name. But I bet you know the character, and it's the uh, from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's the "What is your name?" Oh, guy yeah. who blows oh. everything up. <laughs> what is your favorite color? That guy. That's awesome. Is Tim the Enchanter? That's my number one. Didn't pick. realize his name was Tim. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 just it Tim makes the sense. Enchanter. It makes sense. That's that's yeah. good. I like that. Um, so this is one of mine that it was on the list. I don't know if it really counts, but I'm going with Melisandra from Game of Thrones. Okay. Nice. That counts. Oh, well, was she was the Red Witch. It. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, they called her the Red Witch, or at least the people they? who didn't like that religion. I think, like, didn't, uh, yeah. Ren- Renly no, the red woman. call her that? Or? Yeah, but people definitely called it like, people who were, like, they sketch about the magic. Witch, like, like yeah. Renly and fucking uh brienne i guess you're right i guess i wasn't thinking that but i just think about like how much you really hate her kind of at the beginning or dislike her really because you don't know yeah and then towards the end it's like oh shit she's actually really fucking badass she does become also quite a sympathetic character especially when you realize she's they only like touch on it the one time that she's like a disgusting old hag but is (laughs) wearing some sort of enchanted necklace that makes her beautiful yes and, and the um, whole, like, progression that she just starts off. You're like, no, like, you're going to ruin the good guy's plan. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to mess up Rob's path, you know? And then it's like. Yeah, well, she did also make Stannis uh, burn his daughter alive. So True. Ooh, yeah, I kind of wish that they went sucks. into the, like, Lord of Fire kind of lineage or lore a little bit more. But, yeah, I think she's pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta say, um, I was I was rooting for Stannis the entire time, basically. Wow. And I found out because I, I obviously didn't read the books because you know, duh. <laughs> um, that I, not only does that not happen in the books, as far as, far as I know, the Shireen burning, 
Uh, Stannis is still alive. Stannis never died in the books. Really? Like, I know they're still waiting in the last book, but yeah, that was just a show thing. Huh. How did he die in the show? Well, they never showed it. Like, they never showed him dead. But he was like, I think he got killed by Brienne, didn't he? And it was like in yes. the north, and he just like died sitting against a tree, but it never actually showed him dying. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was in that, that, that battle, went to ride. Yeah. So everybody was like, He's, he never showed him dead. He might come back, and then... <laughs> Here we are. And then yeah. you know the rest. People suck. <laughs> Game of Thrones 2. <laughs> Greg. All right. Greg. All right. What you got? My number one pick is going to be Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. Nice. Excellent that choice. Was one of my... Excellent. That was one of yeah. yours. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. man. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't even consider a, that. Just a very, very good man. Also... Uh, sounds like Batman. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he he is Christian Bale, and whenever whenever he's like hurt or whatever, he just he does Batman voice. Yeah, which I think is which I think is just truly hilarious. It's awesome. But uh, just yeah, all around a great character. Uh, yeah, I think it's funny for people like Christian Bale, where it's like. Uh, if you want to have a career, you can't talk in your voice, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're exactly. going to have to do an American accent if you want a job. Sorry. Yeah, because he's Welsh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all Welsh people sound stupid. So Yeah. It's a stupid language. It yeah. sounds like they're just constantly tripping over themselves. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> at, least it, at least it sounds more normal than Dutch. <laughs> Dutch just yeah. appears to be a made-up language. I don't, I don't understand how anybody oh, understands no. it. Icelandic. That's okay. just is like a throw up of letters. Snarkman Vunde. It's because they're too real. cold to to to. Yeah, that stupid that fucking that volcano that <laughs> that erupted in like a, 2011 or whatever that had the like 30 character long name. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Um, Come on, because that uh, I had a I had a classmate at the time that got stuck in France for like a month. I was like, oh, oh poor yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah. Good oh, riddance. No. Sorry. Oh, oh, you're in no. the French Riviera I for a month. In France. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Pick number two, Dan. Okay. Glinda the Good Witch. Okay. From I thought Oz. about it. Thought about it. Thought Didn't about take it, it but okay. thank you. Man, I got a shiny ass forehead right now. Yeah, you do. You're all greased <laughs> up. Oh yeah, greased oh. up. Oh my god. Kane, go. <laughs> Yeah, so this man is never explicitly called a wizard, nor is it in a fantasy movie, but um, I think there's no denying that he is capable of magical feats, and that is John Coffey from The Green Mile. Oh. Paul, you've seen? Yes. But Greg, Dan, you guys have not seen The Green Mile? No, I have not. I, okay. I struggle with that one because I don't know if I consider him a wizard. True, but um, I think you're right. Though he does, he have does some perform spirit, magical acts, some spiritual acts for sure. I, would I think spiritual that. is even too tame. He cured cancer and spit flies out of his mouth. That so. sounds like a wizard to me. I would say more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the flies out of the mouth more Greg's sounds boxes. like voodoo magic. If anything, it is. It is kind of like a spiritual kind of yeah, like voodoo magic. You're absolutely yeah, you know. right, but it's magic nonetheless. Sorry, okay. Paul, your second pick. Okay, all right. Um, my number two <laughs> is Sarah from Hocus Pocus, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, and it's <laughs> nice. not so okay. much for. 
her witchiness, but more so for my teenage uh, lust. Yeah. My number four pick. My number four pick was a childhood crush, and that's why. Oh, so, man. definitely watched the movie multiple times, not for the plot, mainly for the characters. So, all right, my number two. Um, I gotta do it, Kane. I'm gonna pick the Hex Girls. From okay, Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost, the yeah. the eco goth rock band from <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> Again, no, but just uh, oh, I was gonna say this is a little bit earlier than the teenage lust, I suppose. But uh, (laughs) man, that girl with the the red streaks in her hair and the pointy teeth, of course, yeah, uh, had some. Did you you watch that at a pretty developmental point in your life? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty, pretty important. uh, I don't know, but it definitely awoke something. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, No, but I like the their songs are legitimate bangers. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, even though it's not my second pick, it's my third. Going to stick with the similar theme. Not that this was like arousing, but like just a nostalgic <laughs> pick. Oh. Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job putting the disclaimer on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. I understand now why nec- you said necessary. Yeah. She was definitely a kid. Yes. But yeah. Nostalgia. Uh, Thirteen years. <laughs> That's it. I, I know that because I have that pulled up because that was going to be my number three pick. So mm. good, good job. Uh, good job. You wow. liking that one? I'm Great movie. Stealing everybody's picks. Kane. Yeah. Yeah, so my childhood crush, Rita Repulsa. Is that okay. If you knew who Rita Repulsa was, that joke would have gone over better. The childhood crush is actually the next one. Rita Repulsa is the <laughs> that's from, primary that's antagonist from Power Rangers. Yeah, oh. that's so that's really funny. Yeah. That's like a good. pink ranger? No, no, she's way crazier looking than that. She looks like a witch. Yeah, that is, <laughs> through that's through. accurate. That's really funny. That's awesome. <laughs> there's, a, there's also she's uh one of the one of the top links when I searched her was a uh, it's on villains.fandom.com. It's just a list yeah. a list of villains. Oh, I know I've, who yeah. you're talking about. That's now. the good. villains wiki. Yeah, yeah. I've co- I've come across that many a time actually. The villains wiki. That's good. the villains wiki. Yeah, I can't believe the uh, outfit also on ra- her. Yeah, it's, it's well, that's this is what I said. I've never actually seen Power Rangers, <laughs> but. Uh, I just like what Rita Repulsa looks like. <laughs> and like the since it's like a Japanese show that they dubbed over in English, at least the like Mighty Morphin one was. Yeah. Uh the dub voice they give her is just like so stupid. That's so funny. <laughs> Ooh. So again, I think this one it was on the list, but I don't know if I really truly consider it, but Raven from Teen Titans. Oh, sure. I will allow it. Yeah. They just because she kind of, it kind of had like a witchy feel, but it was like super powery feel. So it's a gray area. I'll give you that. She's got mystical well, powers. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Hey, hey, that that just raises the question: What's the difference? Because isn't one of the one of the fucking Avengers is a witch? Yeah, that's true. It's true. Actually, thanks to a scene in one of the Avengers movies um, featuring her. Uh, I made some uh, chicken paprikash yeah. this week, which is a Hungarian dish that was uh, okay. listed as being uh, Zakovian in one of those movies. Yeah. So uh, whatever Dr. Brain Power or whatever the hell his name is, 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the guy's name is called. Clock. Uh, you know what, science you know what, bitch. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, though. He he makes chicken papi cash for her in that movie. And I actually don't. Are you talking about Doctor Strange or I don't remember? There's like there's like four extremely intelligent people in those. <laughs> I'm just gonna look up. So, um, well, since uh, since Kiki was taken, um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Man, this one's kind of a tie, so I'll go with Cordelia Fox, who's played by Sarah Paulson in American Horror Story Coven. Okay. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if any of you guys have watched any American Horror Story, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. I have seen Coven. So it's, it's yeah. like a... Is that an anthology where it's like every season's different? Is that the word for that? Oh, I It works, know. yeah. Anyway, works. whatever. Whatever, like, so AHS works that way where each season is... A different story um a lot of the times they use the same characters just in a different story so sarah paulson is like one of the main characters of uh american horror story for the first like four or five seasons i think so coven the coven season is uh, like set in um it's like a school for witches in the modern day in new orleans and uh i wanted to so the best character in that season is is played by kathy bates because kathy bates is awesome and, uh, but unfortunately she's, uh, not a witch, so I could not include her on here, but Sarah Paulson's like, uh, in that season. Yeah. Depending there's, 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 choose, I've got one from that same, uh, season. Oh yeah. I, I think you're going to steal my next one then. So. Oh no. But, um, Is it, uh, oh, I shouldn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say it. But anyway, well, Cordelia, it's my honorable Cordelia, mention right now, but depending. in, uh, <laughs> In that season, Cordelia Fox is like there's there's like a queen witch who I forget who the lady is that plays her, but she's really mean. And then Cordelia Fox is just getting you know just dunked on most of the season, and then becomes a badass and fights back. So, real cool character. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's that's my number three. Dan, all right, last pick for me for Dan is uh, Mad Eye Moody from Harry Potter. Ooh. Okay. It's a now, good one. oh yes, okay. I was thinking of a different character. That's fair. Yeah, he's Ooh. he's just he's got a good head on his shoulders. Sure. I feel like, um, yeah, no, go, that's that's fair. If it were me, in your shoes, I would have chosen Remus Lupin, but uh, oh, it's neither, neither yeah, nor there. Yeah. That's a good one, though. Can't. Yeah, that's good. Now this is um, Spinal Tap. I have to mention this. Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Didn't care for the show. The cat was kind of funny, but... Yeah. I just... You know. Um, my final pick... Um, I kind of go back and forth with my honorable mention, too, which I'll save to the end. But uh, I'm going to go with the Weasley Brothers as one kind of sole character, in a sense. Yeah. Fred and George, because they played off each other so much. It's the the goofiness, the angst, and the straight up wizardry. You never What's see that? them apart. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mysterious ticking noise? Oh boy! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's that's YouTube. That's an old classic. Oh my god! That was that was. I, I saw that pre YouTube. I don't that think I've seen that video since two thousand seven, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Something like. That. 
All right, great. All right, my last pick will be Marie Laveau from AHS Coven Ooh. as well. Uh, um, which one's that? So the she is the, the she's the voodoo queen. Uh, so she's the um, the African American witch in that season that uh, is like one of the main. Um, I guess antagonists, because it's like the uh, the voodoo witches are, you know, kind of button heads with the uh, you know traditional Salem style witches, um, and uh, so Marie Laveau was apparently that was an actual woman who was like the voodoo queen of, uh, of Nolans, yeah, of uh, yeah Nolans, uh, back in the day. So pretty cool. She's based on a true character, and she was a badass in the show too. So that is my pick number four. Um, I had one honorable mention from Coven, and that was going to be Stevie Nicks. Oh, uh, yeah. The only reason <laughs> okay. why I yeah, said she's that... she's technically yeah. like, worse than that. Technically worse than that, because, like, IMDb and everywhere, it says that she's playing herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think she claims <laughs> yeah. herself as a witch in yeah, real okay. life. So... Um, oh, really? I thought there was something, like, odd about her that she's, like, very much very spiritual in that sense. That's fine. There's a thousand witches. For more. sure. There's so many witches these days. Well, a good um, witch is worth a thousand witches. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yes, I chose her as my honorable mention. Fuck yeah, Greg. That was so good. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say Papa Legba or whatever his name was for your other AHS, but... I don't remember. That's that, like... I think he's some sort of like spiritual ghost that they summon, and he's got like a top oh, hat. Oh yeah, real voodoo looking dude, real spooky looking guy. Yeah, he's a he's mm. a real creepy guy. Yeah, he's the gatekeeper uh, of the spirit world, charged with balancing the scales of life and death. Anyway, I have a couple of honorable mentions myself. Hit us. Uh, I got the the witch of the wood from the movie The Witch, because that's one of my okay. one of my favorite horror movies. Okay. So I figured I'd mention that one. And then also Ursula from Little Mermaid. <laughs> wow. Okay. Come on. Because she scared me as a small, small child. That'll do it. Small yep. child, Greg. Okay. This is, we got to end it. This is getting, <laughs> yeah. okay. it's getting brutal. There's going to be, uh, if you're listening to this right now, there's going to be a couple, a week, maybe two off before we come back. And the show is going to be a little different when we come back. So please stay tuned for that. Greg is slowly sinking out of frame. <laughs> no, nope. much like no, my interest not, in that's this. That's not true. My camera is slowly raising above me. <laughs> How? Minor details. Uh, this is an electric sit stand desk. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cool. So yeah, no, I've stayed in this. Not- notice that the. Uh, the no, we can't notice anything about your background. Hit it, sisters. Zoinks! <sighs> It's the witches! Easy, guys. It's just the Hex Girls. I'm gonna cast a spell on you. You're gonna do what I want you to. Mix it up here in my little bowl. Say a few words and you lose control. Cloudy your mind. You get 